0: Hi everyone, and thanks for listening to Call of the Week. I'm Ginger Rousey with the UT Institute of Agriculture, and I'm joined this week by Dr. Scott Stewart. Hi, Scott. Hi, Ginger. As we're recording this uh, podcast, Scott, we're rolling into the end of February, and we've really had a a mild winter. And I'm wondering if the question that maybe you're getting uh, as we're going into spring is if this warm winter weather is going to increase insect populations.
1: Yeah, it's a very common question every time we have a warm winter, and you know, anybody that tries to predict what insect populations are going to do down the road is a fool, but we try to do it anyhow. You know, it's pretty complicated.
0: So now that you've said that, what are your predictions? for this?
1: <laughs> Well, my predictions are, well, yeah, we're going to have a few more insect problems. Uh, I can give you a couple of examples. We're probably going to see more. Southern green stink bug, red banded stink bug concerns me. A three-cornered alfalfa hopper is one that we're kind of on the northern limits of its ability to survive winter, and I've already seen in my years up here that following warm winters, they get an early start. Another one that isn't a major pest because we grow BT corn is, uh, is uh, southwestern corn borer. Uh, that's, that's one we're clearly on the northern edge, and we can knock them back with cold winters, and, and they do better when it's warmer.
0: Are there any common Tennessee pests that just really aren't affected by winter temperatures?
1: Yeah. A lot of times people will ask about tarnished plant bug and whether the winter is going to hurt them. But that insect is native all the way up into Canada. So I'm sure our Tennessee winters don't really check it up. And and really probably what drives their population more is the spring and the other alternate hosts that they grow on and how well they do on that.
0: You mentioned the spring. Is that more of an influence than the winter? Is it the spring weather when they do start to emerge? I
1: say... Probably so, really how well they do when they come out of overwintering is probably just as big a factor as how well they survived winter. But there's some exceptions, and you know we see some insects every so often after warm winters that we we don't normally see. Uh, I can think of a couple of examples. One is the southern green stink bug. We get a couple of warm winters, and lo and behold, all of a sudden, we start seeing that one consistently in, in Tennessee. Uh, down to the south in recent years, they've had pro- problems with the red-banded stink bug it very rarely makes it up into Tennessee, and except for late in the season In a, uh, following a warm winter. Uh, we've had two warm winters in a row, and I'm pretty concerned that one's gonna m- make an appearance a little earlier than usual in our soybeans this next year.
0: What about the precipitation? Because we've also had a, a wetter winter, does that have any effect?
1: It can, and again, it depends on the species that you're dealing with, you know, some things, are overwintering in the ground. And if they're constantly under water, that can be bad for them. Uh, on the other hand, I, I was just, the other day I was looking at a field of Decty stem borer. They overwinter at the base of a soybean stalk. And that field had been underwater for several, several days and those larvae were fine. They just, they can tolerate it. And you know, insects, they breathe oxygen, and they're but they're cold-blooded. So when it gets cold, uh, they don't have much demand, and they, they're adapted to survive a lot of times.
0: I, you know, this is probably a, a question that you're getting not just from producers, but just anyone, as we think about mosquito season and tick mm-hmm. season. And, and what about those sorts of insects?
1: A- exactly the same. And, you know, of course, any time in the winter in Tennessee, if you have a week of warm weather, all of a sudden the mosquitoes reappear. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if you have a warmer winter and a warmer spring they can get a jump start and that's probably the biggest impact of a, of a warm winter is things get started just a little earlier and that's why i think a warm late winter is probably more impactful than a warm early winter. We just haven't had any, I mean, I think there's been two or three days where we've been in the teens. You know, we haven't had any single digits, and we certainly haven't had any extended freezes.
0: Mm-hmm. And what about lack of snow? I mean, we've maybe half an inch for the entire winter. Does that have a...
1: Well, you know, snow's actually a pretty good insulator. So you can get snow on top of the ground, and if it gets very cold, it's actually probably helps the insects survive. Uh, I think the lack of snow just probably indicates that we haven't had a very cold mm-hmm. winter. And I think the only real, we've had two little snow events and one was very early and one was a couple of weeks ago and neither one of them were very significant. No. Yeah.
0: Besides cold winter temperatures, are there other weather related factors that could cause a decrease in populations?
1: Yeah. And I, th- I think you mentioned one of them, rainfall at the right time or the wrong time in the life cycle of an insect can really, can really affect things. Uh, Extended drought can have an effect on the host that those overwintering insects are, are feeding on and have an impact on them and, and the natural enemies. And in, in fact, uh, sometimes we'll see impacts on natural enemies that result in impacts on the, the pests themselves. So it, you know, it's very hard to predict, but I, you know, I think some things are pretty intuitively obvious that some insects are gonna make it through the winter better than they would have normally.
0: Okay, so something to look out for as we go into the spring. Thank you. Anything else you wanted to add?
1: No, no, thanks.
0: All right, thanks for listening, and we'll talk next week.